0: Girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody, give me a napkin so I can wipe my
1: mouth. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. We're doing this one live. I am Josue Pavone. He is, of course, Cedric Maxwell. We got a very, very special guest, Bob McAdoo, two-time Lakers champion, joining us nba legend what's going on bob how are we doing max everything, everything
2: everything is good i can't complain i'm i'm six feet upright <laughs> i mean you got that nice sun in
1: florida peeking through is that is that just oh no I, we, we adjusted your your, your windows no, no, so no, it's, nice. it's
2: still it's still light down here you know how it's a little bit brighter uh in the afternoon down here than the rest of the united states on the east coast
0: well, of course. Well, Joe you know, we're well, we gonna start this thing
1: off because we I
2: oh, gotta gonna gonna get right into it. it. I can tell. Yeah, All right. we All right.
1: you
0: know, because we that's heard I heard what, what Kyrie said. Kyrie started talking about saying uh he said that he didn't want to hear any shenanigans, right. any anything from the crowd that might be racially baited, as if they're going to say something to him, you know, that's gonna be out of pocket. How do you feel about that?
2: Well, you can't really tell the crowd what to say. I mean, when we played Max, uh, you know, you might hear anything from the crowd. Especially, you remember when we went to Detroit, and what was was the barber's name? (laughs) I mean, Leon. Sure, you heard it. Leon the barber, he would say anything, and and. I mean, this guy made coaches make substitutions the way he talked about you so bad. He talked about your mama. He talked about the coach's mama. He said the N-word. He was a black man, and he would call us the N-word. I mean, it was just ridiculous, some of the stuff that was said. People, and and man, don't even talk about going to Europe. When I played in Italy, we got spit on. We got coins thrown at us, toilet paper. I mean, that's that's just the way the fans, you know, they get out of hand. You right, know
1: absolutely. And of,
2: The only time you should be able to get out of hand is if they put their hands on you. Or mm. or spitting that's that's off the chain right there for me. I you well, know absolutely. I'm I'm I might have done something crazy if somebody would have spit on me at close range. I don't think hurt. it. this is what I don't
0: believe. I don't even believe it has to be that because I think that what we see, and, and I know a lot of people said, well, you can't make this a color issue. Well, you look what happened to Westbrook and Westbrook, the, the popcorn being thrown on it. I, I've tried to tell people and educate some guys today on uh, my radio station, um, the Sports Hub, about just people of color have something about things being thrown at them. And thrown on them. Our, our race, our culture, over these years, we've had people throw stuff on you, and they were so, I guess, dismissive about it. Well, it was just popcorn. Uh, well, I don't give a damn what it was. There's yeah. no need to throw anything on nobody if you at the game. And if right. you if you think that it's okay that to throw something at them, why don't you wait till after the game when you see them walking down the street? And you walk up to him like a grown-ass man and throw something on it, Like Westbrook said, there would have been a different end than that
1: one. All right, well, Matt, let me ask you, me ask you this then, because obviously this much-anticipated Game 3 matchup between the Celtics and Nets, the first time Kyrie Irving is going to be playing in front of Celtics fans, and he put out a little warning out there, you know, just in case. I know you guys might get too excited. I know you guys haven't seen playoff basketball in quite some time, but don't get too excited. Don't drink too much and disrespect me out there. Did you have a problem with him saying that? Because to your point – Things like this are already happening because these fans, obviously, they haven't seen live basketball in quite some time, especially playoff basketball. Have we
0: ever heard – Wait, look. Have we ever heard Boston fans say that? Now, Bob might be different because he was some of the opposition. But have you ever been called a nigga when you were in Boston on the court?
2: No, i never. Okay. Never. I've, I've okay. heard all kind of other things. I mean, Leon the Barber called us that.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
2: but – uh no, it was ruthless, I never, huh? I never heard of Boston. I mean, they were – you know, they would call you asshole and and stuff like that, and you know, but never it never got at least I never heard it. It never got racial, you well, know. Well, ball, well, let me ask let me ask you
1: this then: for for someone like Kyrie to, to say that before Game Three, before heading back, is that a bit of a low blow? Obviously, the city has a a checkered past with racial you know epithets and and, and racism racing through this city in one way or another, especially in sports. How do you feel about Kyrie saying that to sort of set that sort of tone I think into game three?
2: Well, I don't know what's going through Kyrie's mind, but I, I know probably you too, Max. We we wouldn't have said nothing. We we just go and play and take what's out there and hopefully it doesn't get off the chain. We we're not gonna warn people of you know before you get there. You gotta wait to see what happens. And then if it happens. You know, who knows at the moment what you're gonna do? I mean, you're talking about throwing stuff on people. I had a woman, I got in road rage a couple of years ago because a woman thought i cut her off and we were at the stoplight. She pulled beside me, my window was down and she had a cup of ice and threw the ice through the window on me. Well, I went berserk. Wow. I had, a couple, I had about 10 Gatorade bottles that I had just picked up from the arena. You know?
1: <laughs> you had some, 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 some ammo. I bombed
2: her car out through my window. I bombed her car out. She'll think twice before she throws some ice. Damn, Bob! Anybody, especially a black man. You know, because I'm, you know, me and Maxman grew up in that time where you know you just kind of put your tail between your leg and let stuff happen. Probably like our parents had to do. Mm. You know, this is kind of a new day. Um, you know, you you're gonna you're gonna retaliate when crazy stuff like that happens. So you know, with Kyrie, I I, I wouldn't have said anything before I went to Boston. You know, I mean. I, I, I played in Boston, gone up there, played with him for, you know, doing my 14 year career. And we heard some raunchy stuff. And you just took it and played. And that was it.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I, I've never, like I said, only time I've ever heard the N word in my life while I played was in Detroit with Leon the Barber.
1: Yeah. And he was
0: saying like said, he was a legend was in the tru-
1: everybody in the up,
0: boys? Huh? And I've heard him say, you know, told Bob McAdoo, you know what, nigga, if you if you ain't playing better, I'ma send your ass back down to the damn plantation. So oh, I've heard man. him. I've heard him say that.
2: Well, but I mean, I mean, days, I heard, Yeah, I heard. I heard stuff worse than that in high school. Because well, remember. When we came up in high school in the '60s, that's when integration happened, and I remember, Brad, you were down east, but we played uh, east for sight, which is right outside of Winston-Salem. That's where Chris Paul went, and it changed by the time he went. I think I talked, I told Chris about, and Chris said, "Yeah, my uncle told me about it." Those farmers used to be right there at the court with their bill overalls and cut-off pitchforks. And we'd be in the warm-up line, and they'd had their little cans spitting snuff and stuff. And they'd tell you in the warm-up line, nigga, don't you fall out of bounds. And we didn't fall out of bounds. so They had they had a damn pitchfork. You from Boston. Do you know what a pitchfork is?
1: I've heard of it, yeah. I've never really? seen one. Thank now, God you know I've never seen a
2: pitchfork one. Is, where they be Bitch. dabbing and putting hay on the wagon. This is what they threatened us with. We saw that all the time.
0: Well, Bob, you, Bob, you were in that era to me, and, and I just, you know, I'm kind of in it. But you were in Greensboro at the time when they did the first sit-ins,
2: yeah, of
0: uh, right. restaurants at that time, yeah, uh, during Martin Luther King's time. You were there during those times.
2: Yeah, my, and- mo- my mother, my mother yeah. would not let me go downtown when the when the uh, students from A were at Woolworths and they would not serve you, and I saw on the nightly news, these young boys were trying to get served, and whites were pouring uh, milkshake and stuff on their head. My mother wouldn't let me go nowhere near downtown. I was about 11 to 12 years old when that signed. I mean, and then Brad, you know, we talked about Myrtle Beach. We used to go to Myrtle Beach, and, you know, they had a line in the sand. We couldn't go Past that line, and it's bread. even said, First, he said the line went all the way out in the ocean. You
0: know, <laughs> they, they literally, Joseph says it
1: was the size of a football field.
0: I told you, literally, oh, yeah. they had a fence that ran from the oh, top yeah. of the beach and went all the way out in the ocean about as long as the football field to separate blacks from so blacks couldn't get in white water. What the hell is white water? I don't know. Right, but right, the, 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 the most ocean. ironic thing about that, Bob, is I told you before is that. My son, Madison Maxwell, later became one of the first black lifeguard, was the one of the first black lifeguards at Myrtle Beach. Just really just shows you how things have changed. But yeah, yeah, I still look at the I still look at the conduct now of some fans. And I'm, I'm reading some of it, some of the chats and some of them are called Kyrie a bitch and, and he's this and he's that. But I think there's also fan conduct that dude gotta realize one thing. This is a game. This is a a, keep in perspective. This is nobody, nobody's life. This is a game that these, these athletes are playing and, you know, you can can get revved up. You can be mad and, and, you know, all these things, but in, at the end of the day, remember, you know, it's a game that hopefully all the players leave and and they're healthy. And it was a game of entertainment. You paid your money, you saw a game and, and that's pretty much it. So, so I'm, I'm saying, stay in your lane. And yeah. people say, "Well, it, you know, what is it about you know Westbrook with the popcorn?" They said, "Well, it was just popcorn." Well, you know, it was just it was just water with Ron Artest. It was just the knee uh, in uh,
1: um, in, the, the in the
0: floor. Yep. I mean, if you just want to say if if you want to be dismissive about everything, but when Ron Artest, it was just water. He went yeah. up in the whole stands and cleared the whole stands out, and Even with Jack- yeah, it was. It was, Jackson, it was,
1: man. It was Stephen Jackson was clearing everybody.
0: Oh my God, they they <laughs> went up there. You talking about wanting smoke? They bought smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. um, Steven Jackson, them um, they bought smoke up in there.
1: Oh yeah, as J Cole would say, uh, they got a. There was a whole nicotine company of smoke. <laughs> That's what's going yeah. on in the stands. Yeah.
2: Well, we, we we had the whole we had whole, a lot of stuff in, you know. We 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 really did. I mean, I mean Leon the barber was a black man, and let me tell you. That was the worst that I have ever experienced in my life over any white, you know, uh, fan. I mean, this guy here, I was so angry with this guy. And they said, Bob, don't, you know, don't mess with him. This guy is packing. And, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm scared. You know, like, I knew some gangster types in North Carolina that I could have flown up there and could have taken. But what what, what was I going to get doing that stuff there? You know, you just hold a bunch of stuff in, you know, um, that that happened during your career. I mean, I saw so much stuff. You know, we'd be here all day talking about it, from high school to junior college to Carolina to over in Italy. We just saw so much stuff that we, we just had to – just nonsense that you had to put up with.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, I, I think when you look at what Kyrie had to say – you also have to look at the relationship between the fans and Kyrie. I mean, Max, you can attest to this. The last couple of years, I mean, can we? it's fair to say he's dodged these fans, right? I mean, yeah. one way or another, when the fan base decided to say Kyrie sucks at the end of a game that he wasn't in, what did Kyrie do? He went to social media and wrote about it. I mean... Like, I feel like this was a way for him to sort of set the tone heading into this one. Like, look, you're going to boo me, make sure it's respectful. But at the same time, if you guys do get really, really harsh, from the national standpoint, the narrative right now I'm setting is that it's going to look pretty damn racist if you see a bunch of white faces at TD Garden, you know, chanting whatever they create a chant they come up with now that he set the tone with this
0: with
1: this race. Well,
0: if they're chanting something like Kyrie sucks, even that for me, Bob. Is is something which is disturbing, and and I'm saying it's disturbing to me because if I have a if I have a young kid with me, and all these young kids are at the game, and you know how impressionable they they are, yeah, and they're they're saying if I have a say if I got an eight year old, I bring him to the game, and and we're chanting Kyrie sucks, and and my son or my daughter looks at me and going, Kyrie sucks what dad, what well, well, what what does he <laughs> suck, I mean. I, that, <laughs> that that to me is is the thing that I look at, and I think Boston fans are better than that.
2: Boston well, I fans, think not, than I, not, I, right? I, I think a lot of these people are. They the kids just gonna join in too. Well, I mean,
0: that's that's problem though. That's that is a that's a problem. What are we
1: teaching our kids? But that's part of sports though. What? That, and not only so sports. sports.
2: That's part. That's part of of life. You see what's happening today. In society, you know, yes. this stuff is totally out of control right now. You know, well, and,
0: and that's what I'm saying. It has to be a point where we start dragging this thing back in. And maybe, maybe I'm looking at it like you know, I'm in uh, I'm in Disneyland or or I'm in uh, I'm at the Wizard with the Wizard of Oz or something. But you, it, you are,
2: Mark. Be, you are. There you has can't, to be a point put where nothing we, back we in the, the bottle,
0: Bob. It has to be a point where we start dragging this thing back in. Cause right now it's getting, it, it, all of it is getting out of control to the yeah, point where is, somebody, where somebody is, somebody's gonna get really hurt, and I mean I ain't talking about like you know something like like round our test punch something. I'm talking about somebody's gonna get hurt, somebody's gonna get killed.
2: You don't somebody, think? Somebody Max, would... Max, Max, look, look, look at. You don't think look Kyrie's what, thinking about stuff like that? Look what happened January the sixth. Yeah. You oh know yeah. What I'm saying? That's, that's, you got adults out of control. Yeah. You know, how can you put that back in? And you got people in you know Congress saying, oh, it was nothing but tourists and stuff. Now, people, you got the whole party that they ain't gonna like me saying that. But that's what I saw. I saw people with flags jabbing people, breaking down windows, you know, getting in the chamber and stuff, and they saying. Nothing but tourists. Are Bob, you, you said there they were, they, they were tourists,
0: which were just they were just coming into the Capitol Building to look yeah, around,
1: yeah, <laughs> just to look around. <laughs> okay, <but laughs>
2: the last, the I mean, overzealous tourists, Mr. Friendly. But... friendly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, are, are you on planet Earth? What is this for political purposes or what? I mean, wow, what, if, wow, what saying, if that group was being honest?
1: What if the, what if the majority of that group was were, were, were black men and women doing that? different outcome I think, right
2: i think i think i think the machine guns would have been out and people would have been killed
1: that's what i believe no question i agree with that one thousand percent i'm glad we're on the same page on that
2: and and, and, and it wouldn't be you know they fight now over this uh commission you'd have every republican voting for a commission to see what happened you know with all these black people if it had been black lives matter people would have been killed People, people don't understand. It's, it's not an even playing field out here. You know, it's just yeah. like when we go back to basketball, do you see a bunch of black people out there screaming and yelling and calling people out of their names at basketball games? I don't well, think
0: so. First of all, well, so. the average fan of the game is always white.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, but that, when you do that, see when you do that, see some brothers and sisters there, you don't see them getting out of hand. And normally, Bob, normally, Bob, normally
0: Bob normally Bob they're sitting so far up in the damn seats that ain't nothing you gonna do. What you have when <laughs> you, you have Bob
1: people, Bob the best the you best people I ever people got was my media hat, sitting Bob, around you have black
0: people sitting around
1: never been, the, been that close the
2: seats. Those are those are the spike Lee people. They ain't, yeah. they ain't doing nothing anyway. They yeah, you know right, that you're right, cool. right. you're right. You up you up in the top. You know how that slant is? If they stand, it yeah. might fall all the way down on the floor. That's how steep that stuff is up there in the top. <laughs>
1: God, you, feel like you, walk, you feel like you're walk. You feel like walking sideways when you're up there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean, I, I,
0: I, I do understand. And, again, maybe I am living in a little fantasy world about trying to drag it back in. But there's some point of me that, that says that, you know, we have to get back to saying this is this a basketball game. It's a basketball game, but guys, we it's not like you know anything else we're doing. We're we're not fighting, we're not
1: doing this. This is a basketball game. Well, let me and, ask you this thing, man. So what? Let me ask you this though. It's the best it's also a best of seven series. Like that's the part I think people need to really remember also. Like at the end of the day, guys like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, guys who are champions in this league, who've been there. Is this or, this, or is this not more of a, a, a chess move, in my opinion, right? I mean, oh, you yeah. Gotta you gotta well, look go at it. Like obviously I, Boston I, has a dark history, but I at the same time, it like it's a mind game. It's a but way to sort of
2: switch the narrative heading into game three. You know, basketball is yeah. like football, like boxing, like tennis, it's a gladiator sport. What happened back in the Roman time, you know, with the Roman Coliseum? They wanted the lions to kill people. When these guys are up there in the stands, they want to see, they want to really see a hockey game. They want to <laughs> see some play. You, Brad, you know how we That's as the veterans. Way it was, are. Max. That's how They done pussied up the game there. You hit somebody in the head <laughs> and you know, you got a $25,000. Oh, now, you, now
0: you're talking to my language.
1: They're with we live.
0: Now, but no, Bob. You no, no. You're that's okay. You're, you're, that's okay, Bob. That's Bob okay. You're you're real because they are doing that. That's this what game, they're doing. This game has been pussied up like that. Yeah, where you look uh, at I, here.
1: Here's one. The, I, I,
0: I I talked before, Bob. When I saw a stat, I gave Jason Tatum and Brown. These are mm-hmm. our two best players. Yeah, have played almost 650 games. Yeah. Neither one of these players have ever had a dust up with the opposition. <laughs> not one. Not one. Not 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 one. Have you Never ever seen a great up. have you ever seen a great player in this league not have a dust up with another Never.
2: player? Never. Yeah. Never. It's like when I first, they don't when first came back. When I first came back from Italy and I was watching games on TV, and I used to see guys make shots and go down the court and they're looking at the other t- opponent's bench. You know, I even saw Jordan do that. We would say, okay, take care of him. Next time he come down the lane, he's going to be rolling. He's going he gonna to be undercut. He's going to be rolling about four or five times from trying to embarrass you like that. But you can't do that now. This is,
1: but but, but Bob, there still has to because everyone, everyone's everyone's friends, Bob. That's the problem.
2: I
0: I understand that. I understand that. But I love Tatum and I love Brown. Yeah, but this is what I believe. When I saw Kevin Durant hit him in the face with an elbow, and then Tatum came down and ticky tack fouled him, and then immediately went to the official and started talking to the official. I'm like. During my era, what would you do? You're you going to that man's ass. So,
1: someone better hold you. better so hold you back. We have right This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on. On the action now. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook expert.
2: But you know, you know what, you know what's different, Brad. With us, we would go out at the beginning of the game and we'd give everybody some dap you know shake hands and everything you know now these guys are fake tough guys i don't see anybody shaking anybody's hand but you know like 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 joe said everybody's friends but i i this is what i noticed i don't see anybody shaking everybody get to their spot and you know like tough guys i, I noticed that i said man, nobody's showing any uh sportsmanship or nothing and then they get in the game and they play that soft stuff. You know, while, you know, we played the Celtics, Brad knows our rivalry. We go out there, we tap hands and stuff. And then when the game go, you know, gets going, it's on. It's yeah. on. Yeah. You Bob, might get you're,
0: Bob you're, you're so right. And people ask me right now, back in the day, why I wouldn't go to prayer meetings you Know before the game with the opposition, the other team, oh, no. you know, oh, I'm, like, Did you go to chapel, I'm oh, not man. praying with a guy that I that I might have to elbow.
2: Yeah, right.
0: right. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Man, I might man. have to elbow you. I give a damn about you know, <laughs> I your I, I didn't get hate. that either. I didn't get
2: you that know, either. We,
0: wow, we're getting the chance to see part of this. Uh, they, they showing it up on the screen, but yeah, 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 I just saw
2: it. I just it saw just it.
0: Goes, it shows his elbow right here. and Tatum. This is all up in the face, man. Oh, it's yeah. It did. Then you came down to foul them. What's the next thing you do? You go with the other, the other
1: direction, straight to the road.
2: Dude. Oh, that's going to be, oh, Brad, that's going to, before he even got, oh, no. him. look at him. But First of all, the referee didn't call that? He didn't know oh. he didn't call anything. Oh, wait, oh let me tell but you. Bob,
0: you don't take care of yourself, though, in this league. Yeah. You can't expect anybody else to take care of you yeah and this is what i mean by by just being in a in a game like that and i love yeah. these guys I, I love tatum i love brown
2: but in the crowd max can't
1: well max crowd. hold on max hold on though let me ask you this let me ask you a question though what about this dynamic between him and durant i i just feel like it's not only about durant bullying him but it's most it's also is, is tatum too intimidated for the big moment to go up against kevin durant is, is he just not ready at this point like how do you well, who are you? Somebody you asked,
0: somebody asked me that. They said, Well, maybe Tatum was one of these guys. I said, Man, Tatum grew up in St. Louis. Oh, <laughs> he ain't grew up with no damn silver spoon in his mouth and nothing. Boy. So he's played yeah. physical basketball. I think the problem is with the Celtics sometimes is everybody expects Marcus Smart, their uncle, to come and protect them. Yeah. Marcus is gonna come over and take a no, 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 <laughs> dude. In this league, and I would tell Tatum and I would tell Brown that in this league right now. You have, especially your best two players. If your best two best two players don't send a message, yeah. And then, and, and even in this game, Bob, one of the things that happened was Evan Fournier was the first guy ever to say something to the rant in this game. Yeah. And this. And this dude's from France. Yeah, <laughs> he's he from damn
1: France. I, yeah, why the, gotta be? Why gotta be all that, man? How the <laughs> hell
0: is a
2: damn Frenchman gonna be the first person? Now, I know, you, you know, they had a reputation. No, Frenchman got want all the smoke too. Soft. <laughs> they yeah, got a right for being soft. You know, but uh, yeah, that uh, you know, back in our day, what that what Durant did there, that would have been immediate retaliation. The foul <laughs> they gave, the foul he, he gave him on that video you just showed me, it <laughs> wasn't even no foul. It was too <laughs> soft. That, that, thank you. <laughs> that soft. I tried to tell people this, <laughs> I'm like Cheers. that, that was wasn't no
0: foul. You tapped him on the arm as retaliation.
1: He yeah.
2: should
0: have threw his ass down.
1: Oh yeah. All right, well, Max, you tell me, you tell me what happens next then. And, how and how now does game it, three play it, out?
0: First person. First person, Tatum is going to. He's going to the official. You are, you, know? are
1: you? Are we going to see more of the same on Friday? What's going to happen? I hope
0: not. I, when you see that right there, that's enough to tell me right now what needs to be done. And and I'm not advocating that there needs to be violence in the game. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm saying this about Tatum and Brown. You gotta protect yourself. Yeah. And your best your yeah. best two players cannot be in the situation. And I've seen every player that ever, ever been in the NBA. And why are your teammates coming over to grab you from the officials? One of these dudes needs to be going over to Durant right now. Ain't nobody said nothing to
2: him. Right. 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 What? What? Well, what? Mac, Mac, Mac! Come on, give yeah, me on, the, the league. It's the league. The league. That's twenty-five. If he'd have retaliated, it'd have been twenty-five thousand yeah, Max, the Mac, put
1: his lights out. Bob, <laughs> hold on. I'm got, I got to get some light
0: now. Damn.
2: <laughs> Piss me off.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brand, put hey, Bob, some light let me, <laughs> Let's talk about Tatum tomorrow, man. Like, Bob, put yourself in his in his shoes, like. Are you seeing that? Is this intimidation factor, or is he just overmatched? Like, how do you call it?
2: Um, Tatum can go right back at him. Uh, Right, that was that was the veteran showing that the young fella.
1: Yeah, the young pup.
2: What what it's going to be like? The big dog versus the young pup. yeah. Big dog versus the new dog on the block. Mm -hmm. He's showing his alpha stuff, you know, saying, "Yeah, you're not here yet, bruh," you know. And he, that, that play right there, oh, boy. Yeah, come on, Brad. You know, even when we were 21 and 22, we're going to go right back at him.
1: Boy, there was
0: gonna be you know gonna what, and
2: your here, worst nightmare the rest of the tournament.
0: Here's, <laughs> the, here's the thing which was even worse.
1: Well,
2: used Bob, to be.
0: If you didn't go at him, every yeah. one of your teammates was going to go at your ass. Everyone, yeah. not one. That's everyone of the as teammates going to go to you and go, man, what the hell's wrong with you? right what's up what's up let's do this they were in the
2: the middle of that see the thing is the thing is if he'd have cracked them with a hard foul, okay of course he got fined but they would have to have looked at the video to see who initiated that thing and they would have seen durant initiated all that physical contact that started the whole shebang. Let, me make, sure
0: so got
2: fine too.
0: let yeah. me make sure I get this. So Tatum is going to make probably about $40 million over the next five years, about $200 million. What is them peanuts going to do for him getting fined?
2: 25, <laughs> you're right. You're right. 25, 25, no peanuts. Right. And I know I'm right talking
0: NBA the terms. Them peanuts yeah. right now. Yeah, you're four, right. a guy like him. So right. I right. want to see. I want to see the physicality, especially in this game three, of Tatum protecting himself. That's oh, all that's all I'm asking for. To protect oh, yourself, oh, brother. Oh,
2: you especially, I- especially, especially when Durant is guarding him. Oh, I'm I'm on, I'm he's gonna he gonna get an elbow. He gonna get <laughs> he an better. elbow. You got the best four out of seven games. You gonna you gonna get an errant elbow somewhere down the line before this series is over. Somebody made a to point. Galvanize
1: team, fellas. You Joe Sway. Somebody,
0: somebody made a point, Joe that said that maybe, that maybe, Tatum wants to be liked by everybody. He wants to be in that club where you know you don't make you don't make enemies. I'm not gonna. But to me, in in basketball, the most respectful thing you can do is stand up for yourself. Because yeah. when you do, that bully is all of a sudden gonna go. Man, just to lead, leave it. And me, right. I remember one thing I did and I tested the guy. And and this is what it is, Joe Sweat. It's a test. This is what veterans do. Yeah. I did this with uh, I, did. Man. I did this with Xavier McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And David McDaniel came in, he was first came in the league and it was one of my last years. And I said, Oh, he's supposed to be a tough guy. So I was under the basket with him, Bob, and I just, I gave him an elbow. I got him right in the stomach. He bent over. Yeah. And I ran back down the court thinking it was all over. I'm standing under the basket, looking. He's standing right beside me. He balls his fists up and hits me right between my legs, and I, oh. I double over, and all, all all you can hear me going was, "We're even, we're
1: even, <laughs> <laughs> we're even
0: now, <laughs> we're good now." But but those are the messages that yeah. uh, younger players have to send to older players. And Josue, well, you love this that I ain't taking, I know we live, I ain't taking no shit, okay? That's how they go. That's how they go.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's hey, that's... But he's got to galvanize his team as well, guys. That's how you get your reputation. That's how people stop, you know, stop screwing with you and stuff. I mean, my stuff started before I even got on the floor, they wanted the rookies to come. I had a veteran that came in the rookie year, my rookie year, and tried to bump me off the table. And I said, No, 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 I ain't do that. You know, and I looked at him like, what you gonna do? You ain't bumping me off this table. And this this this, this the die was set right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I happened, Mom? What happened? Yeah, I was like, MVP season.
2: You ain't bumping me from this table. That's how that I was. Love- I'm going to tell you what, Dave Cowan's bumped me
0: off the table. What did I do? I got off that damn table. You got off
2: the damn table. Good. You got off the table. Good. You got to take his ankle up. I'm good right now. You got
0: that. You got As a that, Matter of fact, I'm going out here without tape on my ankle right now. I'm
2: good. No, no. no. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell you something. You're not going to believe this. I've had Bob Kaufman came in who – I don't know if you heard the story. Bob Kaufman knocked Dave Cowens out. Wow. Big wow. big Bob Kaufman and went to Guilford College. There was the all-star mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Those guys mm-hmm. come in, and I said, no, I'm not doing that. They used wow. to try to make the rookies take bags. I didn't take no bags. I said, that's not in my contract. I'm not taking no bags. <laughs> I, let, I let Jack Ramsey know, and I let the veterans on the team know I wasn't doing that. Maybe that's why they called me. Malcontent Malinger, that's the Well, well in you know what,
1: How about <laughs> this?
2: First impression.
1: Wasn't
0: another thing of where you were drafted. You were drafted with number what?
2: I was a number two pick.
0: Oh, see, you number yeah. certain things. You they ain't gonna screw with some people like that. I mean, yeah. you think about when Magic came in. Ain't nobody screw with Magic like that. Bird, we didn't yeah. ask Bird to do that. Yeah. You know, he came to our team. He was mad one time because we had. At, at that time, we were playing, we were flying commercial, and his ticket was pink and ours were white. And we were, yeah. I said, oh man, what's sweet? What your ticket? He was in coach. He, yeah. was, <laughs> he, was, he hey. was. He was. But what we're saying, though, is, and exactly right, when, way veterans are going to challenge you. Every and they're going to see where you in the playoff series. They're going to see where your heart is. Exactly. And if you don't, and if you don't, if you don't come back and retaliate against yeah. them, then yeah. it's going to make them do it that much more. I mean, exactly. look at it. when Jason it got poked. It, now he got poked in the eye by Durant in the second game. It was out in the second half. Did you see Durant walk over and say, "Yo, man, you you you, all right? you, you okay?" He walked, <laughs> back, poked him in the eye. He yeah. didn't mean to do it, but poked him in the eye and yeah, then walked his ass away. You veterans talk,
2: killer, about man. All the, veterans talk about that all the time. One of the greatest man. scores. There was always some retaliation going on. Oh, my goodness. You, you weren't going to get away with that stuff back in the 70s and 80s, Brad. You just weren't going to do it. You know? And a young guy coming in. Was it always
1: on the court, though? or Did something know, ever pop off in the, in, the, in the back or not? What's that? Like fighting, the, the, was it always? Was it always? Did it always stay on the court, or the arguments or fights ever happen in the back,
2: or, or no? No, I mean you. No, the stuff would stuff would go down on the court, and that was yeah. it, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. you know, and they might, you know, what you know, what's different from the, from t- for today is they are trying to protect their investment. We look back at us; it's almost like they didn't care about their investment. We used to get line, undercut. Bob, wow, that was before say, the TV all they deal. Says, that was before the big TV deal. Next, you know, when we got 30, 31, 32 years old, they was ready to move us out of the league. Now guys can play today they 40 years old. And you got 30 teams. We could have we played when we were 32, 33, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ended up going to Italy, you know, averaging 30 points a game. I came back from the McDonald's Open and played against, who was it, the, the, the premier forward in the NBA when I came back in 86, Terry Cummins. I gave him 39, and they told me I was over the hill. You know, this stuff is stuff has just changed, you know. Well, you you, you, even talk about
0: you talk about the length yeah. of people's career. Talk about your guy, your Dallas Haslam, still playing.
2: Yeah. No, but you don't know, playing.
1: <laughs> 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 you know, the one time he did play, what happened this year though?
2: Uh, you know, well, you know, now they talk about you know he was, he got uh, guys guys are good in the locker room. They didn't care nothing about you being good in the locker room. They wanted to clear a spot out. They wanted to get your high salary out of the way. And that high salary to them at the time was three or four hundred thousand. We, we let's pay a young boy a hundred thousand. You know, let's get this three hundred thousand out of the way. And they, they let a guy go who got all the experience, got all the talent, but they, they didn't. They didn't care. They didn't care. They just moved on. They just moved on. Now it's thirty teams, and if you can still breathe, they keep you in the
1: league.
2: (laughs) Um, I I mean, I think think
0: you're so right when it comes to this league, but I think maybe it's all sports. So really, Bob, every sport we could think about, you think about Tom Brady couldn't play in the National Football League back during the time when people were getting those quarterbacks were getting punished.
2: Oh, yeah. Now,
0: Essentially, you can't touch a quarterback. No, and, and you cannot no. touch a quarterback in football. alone.
2: No, and you ain't
0: never see a quarterback during that era come in with a hook slide, and then now you oh, can't, you, you can't oh, tackle him. <laughs> like, oh no,
2: oh no! I, I can see, I can see Dick Buckus now, Brady sliding, and he jumps on top of him and knocks his the head off, knocks the helmet off his head, and then stand over and look at him. This
0: is what I think is crazy about the league now, Bob, is I saw uh Jalen Brown come in and dunk on Giannis, dunked on him, and then flexed his muscle, and they gave, oh, they, they, they gave him a technical for looking at the guy. <laughs> I was like, for oh, looking boy. at him, for dunking on him? I mean, the yeah. league is
2: that part oh, of you that, remember the referee that called a technical on that playoff with Rashid Wallace. You know how Rasheed was. Rashid was looking at the referee, and the referee gave him a technical because he was looking at him too hard.
0: <laughs> like, I, remember, I remember him saying that, talking about he's trying to intimidate me. He's so to intimidate I, you. I, I, him a technical. I told him to stop to intimidate me. But I told people, Bob, I played in a game one time, which was the best. So and you maybe you never probably played in one but There was one time we had uh only we had that time we had two officials and one official got hurt at halftime and all we had was one official. Oh man, the whole game! I'm telling you, he the one official he kept his eye on the ball, but on that other side, that offside, I was there was cussing, screaming, fighting, kicking. (laughs) Crazy on that I, side. I, that
2: can't, way. I, can't, I can't
1: imagine one official. What happened What happened in 84, man? People keep asking about 84. 84? Yeah. In, injuries, man. Injuries. I think there's some injuries. sort of incident. What happened in 84? A commissioner told you and Coop to not you wear told, your socks? Told
2: me and Coop, me, me Coop we've been wearing our long socks all year. And he came in and told us we got to be uniform. Everybody got to either wear the little short Laker gold and purple socks or everybody got to wear long socks. Wow. You think, you think me and Cooper listened to that crap? Absolutely not. We went, out, we went out there and wore our long socks. You know? a it like,
1: superstition you, thing or you were just making a statement?
2: No, it's just what you've been doing your whole oh, career. Man. You know, I, I had my strings out of my shorts and I've been wearing my long socks Ever since high school, I'm not going to change just because of that. Right. You know, I mean, they came. They even came in and told us, uh "Brett, I don't know if they told you guys. They told us we were getting too physical." So Pat came in and told us we we got to calm down. You know, with our physicalness in the games.
0: What? Uh, <laughs> well, how about this? They didn't. They didn't tell us that.
2: Well, they told us that. <laughs> they didn't they tell us that. that. Yeah, they told us that bread
0: and they came in there, And they would have got, th- th- got thrown oh, out of man. the locker room. I think, just the way the thing about that I, I, you know, it's so sad is the fact that 1984, you know, when I did the get on my back and I had 24-8-8 eight, eight in game seven, Bob McAdoo was hurt and didn't play. One yeah, of my best players did not play. Now, I could give a damn if he was my friend because I was going to go <laughs> at him. <laughs> but but right. and then the very next year, the very next year in 85, I was hurt and I didn't play in the playoff series. So it was just it, it was just really wow how those things kind of went went back and forth. And, 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 and just the big thing about it is that the competitive nature that we've had, that we had was so great that Bob McAdoo was is, is still one of my best friends in, in sports. Mm-hmm. And actually stayed with me. He got traded from the New York Knicks to the Boston Celtics. What year was
2: that? 1980? It had to be uh, 79, uh, 80? It about 80. It seemed like it was about, I'm going to say 79.
1: 79.
2: 79.
0: And, and Josue, he was so mad. He was so mad. He We had about two months to go. He was so mad. He didn't even go out and get an apartment. He slept on my couch yeah. in, my, in my one bedroom apartment for yeah. two months. Oh, man! Yeah. And, yeah. And, and here's the thing about Bob: Bob didn't know how to cook,
1: No. So
0: I was like his chauffeur, his cook, his butler. I
1: mean, I, I, I was like, yeah, what man. a teammate, teammate, roommate,
2: cook. And no, he was. Wait, oh, that's a friend. come up. That's, that's a, that a come up. Tell tell, tell him the way they did me. I I get traded from the Knicks. I'm in the running with George Gervin and David Thompson for the scoring lead, okay? I get traded. I get to Boston. You know, they had that big thing with John Y. Brown and and Red R. back and stuff. And uh, I get to Boston for a trade. Casey Jones and Allen's going to put me in the game with three minutes to go. And I'm averaging 29 points coming from New York. And I said, "No, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you, didn't put, you ain't putting me in no game in no three minutes ago. uh uh-uh. No way. No way, Jose. And, and I told, I had gotten <laughs> you. That, that was an hour ago
1: you could have put me in, man. That's it. My,
2: my, no. father, my father kept saying, said, son, why are you not going to Boston? I said, dad, you don't understand. And I told my father this. He said, Boston is the graveyard for black players. My father turned to me and said, boys, your check won't get there on the 1st and the 15th. I said, yeah. He said, you get your ass up there at Boston. He didn't want to hear nothing about no graveyard stuff. But, I mean, he was right, and I was right. Because when they didn't sign me back, oh, boy. You could see all the underhanded stuff that Boston did. The way they talked about me—a a weaker person wouldn't have kept on going. You know, you—you you just heard all this. I mean, I heard words. I never heard. I never heard the word malcontent, malingerer. I had to look these words up in the dictionary. I said, "What the heck is that? Malcontent and malingerer? That's the stuff they did to the black players that left Boston. They didn't. To me, to me." because i played against them we had all those those great series when i was in buffalo and uh you know how can you put me in a game with three minutes when i was averaging 40 points a game against Cowmans? why would you do that i didn't have anything to do with the trade that was with the management y'all get that together don't dog me like that and don't think i'm gonna take that it was just gonna happen
1: well, let me tell you something. I tell Max this all the time growing up, right? Obviously, born and raised in Boston, and you know, growing up in Boston, the, the OGs, they always thought it was so funny that I was a Celtics fan, right? Because when I was growing up, the Celtics weren't a great team. You know, Paul was still around, but they weren't winning games, they weren't making the playoffs. And the, the OGs always say, Why why are you why do you love the Celtics, Celtics so much? You know, they, they don't play well. You weren't even around for the for the good old years, and, and you know. And I always say, because I'm born and raised in Boston, I got to represent my team. You know, that's the way I was brought up, where my dad introduced me into the, to the game. And yeah. it was interesting because I always looked at it as a racial thing, you know? It was like, yeah. no, growing up, we never cheered for the Celtics. We cheer for the Lakers, you know? Yeah. That's the black squad. That's the squad that goes against the, the white Celtics that had a few couple of black players, but so what? Yeah. We can't stand their asses. And that always blew my mind, Bob. I'm like, yo, that's your squad. You You're able to see the golden era of them competing for championships. And you're cheering for the Lakers? What is wrong with y'all? How is Larry not your favorite player? How is, you know, uh, or, 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 you know, Parrish or or Mikhail or Max? Like, how are these guys not your favorite players? No, they cheered for the Lakers throughout. Guys that were born and raised in Boston. Why do you think that is, Bob?
2: Well, look, me and Brad came up in the 60s. You probably too young to remember this. I remember when, did you see the movie Glory Road? I did. Well, I saw it live when it was on TV. University of Kentucky against Texas Western. All five whites Uh, against all five blacks. They want to talk about Bird Magic Series as being the most watched. I don't believe that. I believe the most watched game was that Texas Western Kentucky game because it was a racial thing. Mm. All the black people were cheering for Texas Western. That was the first time. And somebody told me Chicago, Loyola, Chicago had the first one. But this black team here, all black team, won it in 1966. And everybody was pulling all black nation was pulling for Texas Western and they pulled it off. Okay, now let me shoot back to 1972. Charlie Scott was the first black in North Carolina. Then by the time I got there, it was only me and Bill Chamberlain. We get to the Final Four, okay? It's only me and Bill. We're in the state of North Carolina. People love the University of North Carolina. We played Florida State in the semifinals. Five brothers. People said, people said, Bob, we sorry. We love you and Bill Chamberlain, but we gotta go for the (laughs) brothers for Florida State. (laughs) Florida State beat us by four points in that Final Four and they ended up losing to bill Walton and them by two or three points in the championship game but that's, that's just the way it's been you know you know the brothers gonna stay with the brothers when it comes to basketball spe- especially in the uh uh 60s 70s oh yeah and, you know and that bob, was talking to me bob, they
1: bob in the tell 80s. me tell they, me they, this they were like magic, I got, they like magic I, got another, I
0: got another question for you bob well why was it that um, I knew basketball had changed the first time I saw it was there was Jesus there was Martin Luther King in the barbershop. and then there was a picture of Larry Bird in the black barbershop. I was like <laughs> I, I, I knew things had changed
1: like, oh, are, you, are you
0: crazy <laughs> man, that's when,
1: that is that next, yo, Bob, I that actually, officially got to on the Larry
0: Bird and bandwagon and then. I'm like, damn, this brother done cross cross. Because I always tell people, I say I was the first guy actually, the first pro to play against him. My second uh-huh. year in the league, I was averaging 19 points a game. So I'm playing against Larry, and I was, mm. again, a prejudiced black dude who didn't ever who never thought any white guys could play. And I remember sitting on the stanchion when he walked in. I'm like, I did like this. <laughs> Great white hope. Here we go. Take him the hype. Okay. Right. And right. we went on the first practice, like, I am going at Larry. I am scoring.
2: Yeah.
0: But I didn't realize that this white boy was this bad. I was like, yeah. he hit the first jump shot. I'm like, Shh, maybe that was luck. Second one, third one. <laughs> And by the end of the practice, I remember getting to the first black person I could say, you know what? This damn white guy can play. <laughs> and, that, and, and I said, God, God's a funny God, though. I said, he doesn't give me one great white player. He gives me two of the greatest white players ever to play
1: ever. to Ever play, right. to play
0: together. On <laughs> yeah. team. And yeah. I know you want to talk about Dave Cowens. We've talked about Havlicek, but, but Larry Bird and Kevin McHale were yeah. the two Greatest white players ever to play together. Yeah, Matt, they could
2: they, definitely play that. But you know I'm what, thinking, you know what, Brian? the <laughs> Slade? Back, back, back in the 60s, now these guys didn't get to where Bird and Mikhail got, but did you have some bad white boys in Carolina that can play? We had some boys in Greensboro and Burlington, this boy Tommy Cole, uh, this boy Jackie Crutchfield and Green. Man, these boys could go. Oh man, these guys could play. Man, man, look, look,
0: look, Bob. The first white, first white guy I ever just admired playing the game. He played at University of Virginia.
1: Coolest. I was talking about your favorite white it, it, person, his player. His
0: name was His name was Barry Parkhill.
2: <laughs> he made, bro, hey, He's the that, one who made MVP in the ACC <laughs> over me. That dude, that dude, he had the shaggy hair going. I remember. <laughs> remember. Barry Parkhill was a bad boy, yeah, man. I came, I, I came in second in both ACC player. name was Barry Park Hill. Hill. Yeah, Barry Parkhill. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Park. He didn't. I think he might have played one year. Or he might have got cut when he got to the NBA. But he, he was definitely doing it at Virginia. That's for sure. That's
0: way I had a uh Looking my favorite yeah. white players. I had a situation in the game that we had Bob guarding me and Bob, Bob was laughing. And, and I told him, I said, Bob, you know, that, you know, we're going to go at you right now. He said, no, no, he was overplaying me and he's watching the ball go from the left side to the right side into my hands. I said, well, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and, and this dude happened to be, but you know what? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, he, he did not give me any quarter. If he had to elbow me, he would have. If I had to elbow him, we would have. But that's the difference in the league right now. I think guys are good enough that they can police themselves without the NBA just kind of taking over and taking away. Because NBA basketball to me a lot of times, Bob, was about intimidation, about intimidating your opponent. And yeah. if you could talk to a guy and yeah, you yeah, win in yeah. the guy enough, yeah. that guy was eventually he gonna he was gonna crumble. Well, that
2: right. I, I remember when you we were in the warm-up and you came, you called me to half-court, and we came to talk to each other, and you said, Go get Byron Scott, you know, and I got Byron Scott, and you told you told Byron, oh. Danny Ainge is going at your ass tonight. <laughs> 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 I said, Brent doing the Don King right before the game
1: starts. <laughs> oh man, yo, we can keep going for hours, man. Oh, but Bob, yeah. we got, we're gonna wrap uh, things up here. We appreciate okay. you, Bob McAdoo. Man, yeah. we appreciate your time. Two times NBA champion was it? Five times scoring champ or three times? Excuse me, three times scoring champ, five time All Star, Bob yeah. McAdoo. Cedric Maxwell Podcast, we appreciate you, man. We'll get you back on here soon. No problem.
0: No, brother. Much love to you.
1: Peace out. All right. The QC. That's going to do it for this episode of the Cedric Maxwell (laughs) Podcast, guys. Subscribe. We are everywhere where you can find your favorite podcasts, every platform. Subscribe to the uh, Cedric Maxwell Podcast. And, of course, CLNS Media, if you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube.